All right, today's daf is daf Mem, the final daf in Meseches Beya. Unfortunately, we're going to be saying goodbye, hopefully not for too long. We're going to say Hadram. Yeah, we'll return to Meseches Beya, but it's been a beautiful, a beautiful journey for the past uh, 39 days. All right, so up to the mission on the bottom of Lamed base, Three lines from the bottom of 39B. And here we go. The Meseches is going to end off discussing um, Hilchus Tchumen. Okay, that's what we're going to be handling in our Mishnah. And uh, the next Mishnah is going to really just continue, not really with Hilchus Tchumen, but discuss animals that I own, which usually as things that I own are limited to my Tchum, but sometimes there are animals that are, um, as we'll see soon, that really roam freely. And when an animal roams freely and the owner doesn't expect them to come back every night, but ultimately to make their way back, whether that type of animal uh, is muktzah to me on yomtif and whether it's limited to, whether it's connected to the owner at all. So that's going to be the discussion in the next Mishnah. Devila for the time being. Let's get along with our Mishnah and some uh, beautiful scenarios now that we're familiar with Hilchus Tchum. All right. Misha hayu Listen to this. We said a person's property follows their own personal tchum. If I own a well, that water is limited to my tchum. Okay? What happens if I live within one tchum and my property happens to be located in a different city? My bottles of soda that I want for my Shabbos suda, or my Yom suda, we'll call it, where it's allowed to be carried even if there's no Arab, right? My, my soda bottles are located elsewhere, outside of my tchum, okay? Very interesting scenario. So, the people of the other city went ahead and they made an eruv tchumen because they're nice to me and they want to be able to bring my property, peraisav is fruit, produce, but it could be anything that I own. It could be my soda bottles. They make an eruv tchumen to extend themselves to my tchum. Now, I never made an Erev Tchumen, so I can't get to my food, but they made an Erev Tchumen where they are with the intent of being able to bring their food to me. The halacha is, they cannot bring it to me. Just because they made an Erev Tchumen doesn't make my property fall under their Erev. They can bring their own stuff to me, but they cannot bring my stuff to me, okay? Zok the Mishnah Viter, however, vim Erev who, but let's say he made an Erev Tchumen to extend his Erev to his food, to the Seder, Peirais of Kamayu, so then the fruit or the, the soda, whatever it is, remains in his Erev and, and uh, everything's Gavaldic. I'm allowed to receive my food and it's going to have the same uh, Tchum as myself. Top of today's daf, daf mem. Misha zimen etzlai archim. Listen to this. I invite guests to my house. Now, these guests made an Eruv Tchum to be able to get to me. Okay? I never made an Eruv Tchum to be able to get to them. They're coming and eating the Shabbos in my house. Lo yalichu manis. They cannot take leftovers home with them. Because it's my food. When Yom Tov started... The food was limited to my tchum, 
So even though they made their way to my house, they can eat while they're in my house, but they can't take my food back to their house because their house is outside of my tchum. Unless before Yom the host says all this food is not only going to be served to my guests, but I intend for it to be theirs. I want them to own this food. So then prior to Yom it's already theirs. There's no, there's no chayif uh, to anybody else, right? The, like the end of the conversation yesterday. So I'm, I'm making them the owners. Hence, it can take on their tchum, and they're allowed to bring the food home. Period. That's the end of the Mishnah. In a nutshell, the Mishnah is letting us know exactly the tchum of an of a item, object, food, follows whoever the owner was when Yom Tov started. Sick. All right, here we go. Three lines from the top of Dafmem, Amud Aleph Itmar. We learned Hamafkid Peirais Eitzel Chaveray. Listen closely. We're going to get into Baba Kama and laws of damage. If somebody deposits fruit in his friend's yard, they say, "Hey, can I? Can you watch my fruit and keep it in your backyard?" I say, "Sure." Okay. So, Rav Omar, Rav says, Rav says, the food in my backyard takes on the tchum of whoever it was deposited by. So, for example, Rabbi Yales, who's, who's I'm just going to use you because you're on the screen next to me. You have food that you want me, you want me to, you want to deposit by me. I say, sure, keep it in my backyard. Yumtiv starts. Whose tchum is that food limited to? Rav says, my, uh, it goes to my tchum. Because I told you to leave it in my backyard. If it's in my backyard when Yom Tov starts, it's going to have the tchum of the watcher, we'll call it. Ushmul, Rabbi Shmuel says, no, just because you're watching it and taking achrayas doesn't mean you own it. And Shmuel says, it still has the tchum of the owner. Seder. It still has the tchum of the owner. It doesn't have the tchum of the watcher. Now listen closely. Listen to this. Beautiful. Let's say Rab and Shmuel are consistent with their own reasonings in Baba Kama. Because we learned in Baba Kama. In Hichnes Bershos. If Reb Yale brought his produce into my backyard with permission, meaning you say, can I bring food to your backyard? I'd say, sure. And then the food gets damaged. The squirrels eat them. Bal ha-chotzer The owner of the chotzer of the yard, the courtyard, is obligated. Because I told you, you could leave it there. If it gets damaged, I'm responsible. That's the Tanakam. Rebbe Oimer, but Rebbe says, no. When I told Rebbe Yale, he could leave his stuff in my backyard. In no way, shape, or form was I accepting achrayas for damages. All I was saying was, you want to leave my backyard? Gesunt hate. I'm not going to throw it in the garbage. You could do it, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. You could do it, that's fine. But Lamaisa, to fully accept it as if I'm kind of like, it's in my domain. It's mine. I'm like taking a, it's like, if there's a loss, I'm the owner. Says Rebbe, I never accepted that. The one who was deposited by never accepted that achrayas, okay? Now I want to pause and explain where the Gemara is about to go. 
going to be a one-line zach, but we need to talk about this outside. What the Gemara wants to do right now is connect these two conversations. Conversation number one is, if you deposit food by me, does it take on my tchum, or does it, or does it retain the tchum of the owner, of Yale? Okay? Conversation number two is, when the food goes into my backyard, who's responsible for the damages? What the Gemara wants to do right now is connect the two conversations and say like this. According to the opinion that it takes the tchum of me, of the one who it was deposited by, it, it's, we're going to assume that's the opinion that I'm chayiv, because I'm like the owner. It's enough in my domain that this is under me. And according to the opinion that it retains the tchum of the real owner of the fruit, it's going to keep the tchum of the other guy. Okay? So that's what we're about to say. Says the Gemara. Okay, Rav Huna quotes Rav to say Allah is like the Tanakama, who says that the Balachatzer is Chayev, and Shmuel says Allah is like Rebbe, that the owner of the courtyard is not Chayev. Now, that's the question over here. Do the two conversations connect and say that if you hold that you follow the Tchum of the one who was deposited by, you're also going to hold that he's obligated in damage. According to one who says not, so then it's going to keep the tchum of the real owner. Beautiful. Okay, so now the Gemara is going to wiggle out in classic Gemara fashion and say, no, you cannot connect the laws of who takes on the tchum to the laws of who's responsible for the damages. And let's see why. Amalach Rav, Rav's going to say to you, I who say that it takes the tchum of the watcher, okay, I can even hold like Rebbe who says that the guy, that the watcher is not responsible. It could be in my tchum, but I'm still not responsible when it comes to damages. How so? Where did Rebbe say that you're not going to be obligated? That's when I never said explicitly that I'm taking financial responsibility on this. When I told Yale he could leave his stuff by me, I never said straight out, oh, and anything goes wrong, I'm responsible. I never said that. But by the, uh, by the halachas of the tchum, he accepted upon himself enough responsibility, that's, that's the catch here, the word enough, enough responsibility that it's in his tchum. Meaning, for Hilchas tchum, you need less of an ownership than you do for responsibility on them. Shmuel Amar Shmuel says, I know Damri Afilu Rabbanon, I could even follow, I hold that it keeps the tchum of the owner, and I could even follow the opinion of the Rabbanon who say that you are Chayev, the watcher is Chayev. I know why. I can't make a Rabbanon Hasam, El Denech Lele Inish Denechem Tayreb, Rishusay Debalachotcher. The Rabbanon say that, listen, it's expected. If I tell Yale he could leave his stuff in my fenced in backyard, the expectation of the one who deposited is. Okay, so now you're taking, yeah, listen, you're accepting achrayas. The imazik lay, the, I'd come, I'm just backing up, because I lost the place. I'd come, where the Rabbanon say that the Tanakama, that Balachot Zerchayev, yeah, I'm sorry, where the Rabbanon say Balachot Zerchayev, Elo Denechalei Le'inish, that's because a person is content, he's happy, you're only depositing about me because you're relying on me. 
Right? You want me to be responsible for this. The imazik lay lay mechayev. Aval hacha, but by hokas tchum, me nechale leinish to lay compare b'shusei dechavre. Does a person want his peris to be put into his friend's uh, into his uh, friend's chotzer without it taking on his tchum? Yeah, we're going to assume no. There, in other words, you want this guy to be able to handle it the way that it's meant to be handled, and uh, and uh, the way that's meant to be handled. But you you want to retain some level of the word's not connection. You want to retain some level of ability to transport it or take it back whenever you want. Okay, so let's get into the svara here. Let's get into the svara. Yale deposits food in my backyard. When it comes to damage, what are we going to say? Listen, you want that it should be mine enough that I'm responsible. Say it. When it comes to tchum, though, you don't want it to be mine. Because let's say you want to schlep it with you somewhere on Yom Tif. Do you have anything to gain by it being in my tchum? No. Unless there's a specific reason. But stam, in a plain scenario, if you're defining something by me, you're not giving it to me as a matana, you're not giving it to me as a present. So we're going to assume it's, this is all das. This is all mindset. What's the owner's mindset when putting it into the watcher's backyard? The Zakti Gemara, the mindset is, I want you to be responsible as far as damages, but I don't want you to be responsible. I, I don't want to take on your tchum because then I can't, I, I, I kind of lose control over what I can do with it on Yom because now it can only go within your tchum, not my tchum, and that was never my das. My das never was that as far as Hochus Tchumen is concerned, that it should, it should uh, take your domain over my domain. Period. End of, end of that response. Ultimately, ultimately, we're not changing around the machlaikas by Hochus Tchum. We're not changing around the machlaikas by Hochus Damages. We're just saying that since these things depend on a person's mindset, the two don't necessarily, the two conversations don't necessarily go hand in hand. Period. Okay. Gavala. Tanan, we learned in a Mishnah, our Mishnah. The Mishnah said, If somebody lives in one village and his food is in a different village and he makes an Erev Tchumen to his food, meaning his food is now extended is, is, is part of his new Erev, he's allowed to go get his food. And his food takes on the location of his Tchum. Okay? That was the mission. Says the Gemara. If you're going to say that when it comes to Hilchus Tchum, it takes on the it takes on the Tchum of whoever has it, which is the opinion of Rav, Ki Erevhu Mai what does it help if the owner made an Erev? The bottom line is there's somebody else who's responsible for the food, so it should remain in that other guy's tchum. So he's being Megalah his das. If I'm making an Erev, he's showing that I don't want it by him, I want it by me, it's my fruit. So I'm just, you know, it's hanging out over there, Good. but I'm not giving him any Good. But when do you need to be Megalah das? Before Yomtev. Before Yomtev. Right. Okay. So now the Gemara didn't specify what's going on. Okay, so Gemara is going to show us that something actually needed to be done. According to Rob's opinion, the Gemara is going to show us right now to answer that something. Good point. That something Mamash needed to be done, which is Ravuna Amar Ravuna, 
Amri Bey Rav, they explained in Rav's yeshiva, which this was a question on Rav, okay? Um, so they answered on behalf of their beloved Rosh Yeshiva, Okay? We're the, 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 um, the one who had the produce prior to Yom Tif, had it set aside in a specific corner, okay? And therefore, it remained clear that this is not part of my normal stuff. The, it's still under the original owner's thing, okay? So it seems, so here's, here's a chiddush here's though. According to Rav's yeshiva, what, what they are saying is that, is that something needs to be done, which is a chiddush. Something, it's not enough to just like be Megali or Da. Something needs to be done to show that it doesn't take on my control. And for, according to Rob, Rob's thing is, oh, it becomes the, it takes on the domain of, of the one who's deposited by. And what they're explaining is, and if you don't want it to be like that, then you know what you have to do? Set it aside. Something's going to have to be done. Set it aside. The one who's deposited by? Yeah. Well, uh, 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 and the guy who would buy, in other words, it, does the guy that it buys, is he the one that has to do it, or does something have to be done? Okay. That's an easy way to ask Okay. Does he need to do something, or does something, uh, or does something need to be done? So at this stage of the Gemara, the deposit, the, the, the one who has it needs to do something. At this point of the Gemara. But let's hold our horses, because we're not done. Says the Gemara, Toshma, come and listen. Misha Zeman, that's like Archim. Our Mishnah said, if somebody has guests in his house, you can't send the food home into their tchum. Unless you set it aside for them before Yamtiv. Okay? So you see from the Mishnah that if the, if the owner of the food gave over the uh, ownership, of the food before Yom Tif, then they would be permitted to take it home. Now, if you're going to say that it takes on the tchum of whoever it's deposited by, what does it help? What does it help to give over to them? The bottom line is, he's the one who has it in his tchum, and nothing concrete was done for them to show anything else, which is, I believe, is what was bothering us, right? Why can't it just be like a, a giloy das or something? says that um, since it, it wasn't just a Megala, but he kind of gave it over. So he either he had somebody make a kinyan on their behalf prior to Yom Tif, as if you said the sign in a quarter. where you could say zika shiny. Now when you bring mezaka for somebody else, that's different than by a case of watching. Now this is a huge lumdeshazach. Okay, we're about to get into a story. This is a very lambda shazach of when the Gemara says zika shiny. It's you. You have to really understand here the difference between um, um, meriting something on behalf of somebody else vis-a-vis what it means to mamish be a shimer for somebody else. What is what is that level of ownership that uh, that comes into play over here? Lamaisa. The Gemara ultimately saying is that is a very yeshivish answer. Now, this and you have to know. You have to know. There's, there's a difference between zika, between the mezaka for somebody, and um, and watching for somebody else. Okay, beautiful. 
let's uh, mention a story and see if this stems, see if this works out with our halacha. Ravchana bar Chaniloi, Tolo Bistro, the Avra, the Dasha. Ravchana, the son of Chaniloi, Tola, he hung basar, he hung meat. The Avra, the Dasha. Avra, the Dasha is right over his threshold. Okay? Meaning he hung it outside, he was showing like this is meant for somebody else. Okay. Ostakamed Ravuna. He came in front of Ravuna. Okay. And he wanted to know um, whether he is allowed to bring this home. Now, the, the issue was that since he never actually brought it into his house before Yamtiv, does it retain the tchum of the butchers who sold it to him? Or does it take on his own tchum? Okay. Um... If you're the one who put it there, then Zil Shakil, you can go ahead and take it home. If they're the ones who hung it there for you, then you're not allowed to take it home. Let's understand what's going on here. Rav Chana Bar was visiting a, we'll call it a town near his usual place of living. He bought meat. The meat was hung on the door of his hotel. His question was, he wanted to walk home on Yomtev now. He was staying two-day Yomtev, he's staying one night in the hotel, and then he was going to walk home on Yomtev. His question was, where the meat came from, if it retained the tchum of the butchers, he wouldn't be allowed to bring it home with him, because it would be outside the tchum of the butchers. But if, um, if being hung on the door is considered his, so then it's already his before them to be bring it home. And uh, Ravuna said it depends who put it on the uh, who put it on the door. Okay. And if he hung it on the door, me shakel, does that make it allowed to go home? Who gave him this psak was a Talmud of Rav. Yama Rav and Rav says, Karagle Mishev Kidoi Etzloi. Yeah, it goes by whoever has it. And since it goes by whoever has it, um, it's, the, it's whoever owns this uh, hotel that he's staying by. It's not his. So why would we say he could take it home? Says the Gemara, shiny Avra the Dasha. Avra the Dasha is different, right? Avra Dasha means when it's hung on the outside of his door. Because they're putting it in a set spot. When you put something in a set spot, um, it, uh, it's going to follow the tchum of whoever hung it there. It's as if you put it in a corner, like this is, a, a, you know, it's separate from the actual owner. Amalei Rav Hill or Rav Ashi. Rav Hill says to Rav Ashi, the inu tali lay shakil. And if, let's say, uh, the people of the town had hung it on the door, he can't bring it home. Bummer Shmuel, Sharsho, Pata, Mareu, Karagli, Kolazam, beautiful, right? If you have an ox of those who would fatten up the, the uh, oxen, um, right? People would deposit their, their oxen and, and uh, give it to this guy. He would fatten it up. And sometimes this guy, it was his own, but it was fattened up for the expectation that those would have it on Yantiv. Shmuel says, Hareu, Karagli, Kolazam. It depends on who bought it. So why don't we say as well? 
He bought it. He bought this meat. It's hung on his door. It should follow his own tchum. Let him bring it home. Amalei Ravina, Leravashi. Ravina says to Ravashi, V'inu Also another question. If, if, uh, if he would have put it on his door, then would it not be allowed? Would Rav Huna not have allowed him? Amar Rabbi Barbachan, Amar Vechan, and Allah Rav Daisa. We follow the halacha of Rav Daisa. And halacha of Rav Daisa is the same zach of giving your, your ox to somebody who fattens it up. And the halacha is, if you give it to a shepherd, um, it follows the tchum of the shepherd. And therefore, who Lemaisa has it now? If it was hung on his door, who Lemaisa has it now? He does. So, it should fo- so everybody should be in agreement that no matter what, it follows his tchum. Amar lei Rav Ashi Rav Kahana, so Rav Ashi says to Rav Kahana, another question on Rav Huna. If, if uh, the local people would have put it on the door, he would not have been able to take it home. But we learned in the Mishnah, and the bottom line is, now that it was hung on his door, he becomes the owner. So why is this even a shayla? So says the Gemara, Here's what happened. Rav Chana Bar was an Eloi. He was an Eloi. He always, he was always thinking and learning. Always thinking and learning. Yeah? And therefore, um, the issue is going to be, if it's hung on his door, he never had Das, first of all, to have ownership. And secondly, it's meat that's being hung outside. And Gavaldik is Boshish and So we're, the Gemara is basically saying we're having the wrong conversation here. We're having the wrong conversation here. It's a completely different Zah. He's, he's busy. He's learning Chumash. He's not... He's not noticing anything about, about the meat. And therefore, the meat became uh, forbidden to eat. And this was the conversation. Rav Bar came to Rav Huna. He says, no, what's my psak with this meat? And Rav Huna says, If you're the one who put the meat on the door, So then you know what it looks like. You're the one who put it there. And Mamela, you can have the meat. Um... So you can go take it home. The Inutale, but if the other people, the butcher is the one who put it on the door, so then Moschas Daitach, Veloy Tishkoil, then it's Bosash and Salam and Ayan, and it was just random meat that was hanging outside. And now that I take it home, again, completely separate from Hilchus Chumen, this is a halacha of Bosar Shanis Alem Minha Ayan. All right, beautiful. End of that Gemara. Last Mishnah in our Mesechta. Let's get going. Zakta Mishnah. Ein mashkin v'shaychtin es hamidbaryos. You're not allowed to be mashka v'shaychet and shecht es hamidbaryos. Midbaryos literally means desert. Over here it's referring to kosher animals that do not remain within the pens and corrals of the owner. They, they run around, yeah, they, they, right, they pasture out uh, freely. Okay. So you're not allowed to water them and shechta. Now, if you remember, what's this whole idea of watering them? It's the Gemara earlier in the Masechta, uh, and we had a beautiful limud from here, tells us that this whole watering thing is derech heretz. They're just telling us the normal way to shecht is you always water your animal first because it makes it easier to skin afterwards. When the animal drinks a lot of water before shechita, um, so Rashi said it's derech heretz, right? So we, we mentioned... It's the derecheres to water your animal before shechting it. With, with sort of respect, you're giving it nothing. But you see from here that, that derecheres means to do what's normal. 
That's derecheres. Derecheres is not something that's special. It's normal. You act like a mensch. You, just, you, 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 you have derecheres. You do, you do what's supposed to be done in the world. So you're not allowed to water and shecht and, uh, the, these animals. Why? Zakrashi? It's muktza. It's not set aside for the owner. Okay? Yeah, Rashi here says, well, last two words of, the, of Rashi on the Gemara, which we'll get to. Okay. Says the Gemara, says the Mishnah Vaitir, you're allowed to water and shecht animals that are within the pen. They're not muktza to you. They're set aside, and you could assume that they're ready for young. Elohim Baisus, what are considered Baisus, these animals that are permitted to shecht because they remain in the pen. Animals that come back to sleep in the town, in the city at night. And animals that go out and roam freely are halonais ba'afar. They sleep out in the pastures. They don't come back to the, uh, you know, to the barn place. Okay, says the Gemara. Why do you got to say mashkin v'shaychten? Says the Gemara, what we just pointed out. Yeah, this is what we quoted from earlier in the Masechta, which is Derech Eretz. It's easier to skin the animal, right? Rashi here re- reiterates the word Derech Eretz. Tanu Rabbonah. The rabbis learned, and so should we. So, the Brisa says, what's considered... Um, Midbaryais, um, so our Mishnah had said if they sleep out in the pasture. What's considered by Yasais? Our Mishnah had said if they sleep in the, they come back to the barn, right? They come back to the pen area. Zok this Brisa, Midbaryais kosher yaitzes bepesach veroiz ba'afar. Midbaryais are anybody during the nicer seasons. Right? Pesach is the chaydesh ha'aviv. Yeah, it's the season of the spring. So during the nice weather, they go out and they, and they, they go to Afar, the pastures, and they start coming back, uh, what's Revia Rishayna? So Rashi says, Marcheshman, that's where we are right now, beautiful. Yeah, Revia, second line at the bottom, Okay, where right now is when it starts to rain, okay? So ultimately, they don't go too far. You know, they're out, but ultimately they make their way back when they need a little uh, TLC. Ve'elohim ba'yasois. What are ba'yasois animals that are mutter to shecht on yamtiv? Kol she'yaitzois v'rayais chutz l'tchum. Anything that goes outside of the tchum, u'boyis v'lonis b'seich ha'tchum, but they come back at night to sleep within the tchum of the owner. Rabbi Aymer, Rabbi says, Eilu ve'elu ba'yasois him. Eilu ve'elu, uh, Eilu ve'elu ba'yasois him. Okay? Both Scenarios are really called by Yasais, which are led a shecht on Yamtif, whether they only come back in Marcheshman, whether they always sleep within the tchum of the owner. Now, Elohim Midbarius, I'll tell you what Midbarius are. He says, no. He says, these, uh, these animals don't come back, even, he says, any animal that comes back in Marcheshman for the comfort of the uh, owner. Uh, they want the owner's comfort and they want to have some sort of protection, those are also domesticated and you're allowed to shecht them on Yantif. Only ones you're not allowed to shecht on Yantif and are considered muktza are ones that don't come in at all. 
says the Gemara, Umi Islay le Rebbe Muktzah. First of all, does Rebbe hold that these animals are going to be Muktzah? Babarmine Rishimim Bar Rebbe, me Rebbe, Rishimim Bar Rebbe, ask the question from Rebbe. Pasile Kamar le Rishimim Mahu, what is the halacha of these, um, of, uh, these dates that were plucked too early from the tree. So Rashi says, dates, uh, um, dates, yeah? Yeah. dates that are plucked too early from a tree can still ripen with the proper processing. Okay? Um, Rashi says the bottom line, the, the fourth word, you put them back into these um, baskets made out of date leaves, and they could continue to ripen in these uh, in these baskets. Okay? Are they muktzah on Yantif? Omar and Rabbi said, "Ain muktzah the Rabbi Shimon." According to Rabbi Shimon, there's not going to be a problem. We now turn to on the base. Ella grigres utmidim bilvad. Except for Gregorus and Tmidim, while they're in the process of drying out, they're not yet done. So then, um, um, so then it's going to be a problem. Bottom line is, um, Rabbi Reb Shimon Bar Rabbi asked the question of Rabbi in Halakha, and Rabbi responded. He says, "Well, let me tell you what Reb Shimon holds." Well, Reb Shimon doesn't hold of Mukta. So if Rebbe is quoting Reb Shimon, it must be he also doesn't hold the Muktzah. And if he also doesn't hold the Muktzah, why does he hold that these, uh, that these um, ice animals are Muktzah? Why are they Muktzah? What's the problem? So Gemara says a few answers. One answer is, Maybe he says that it's Muktzah because he considers these Midbarius animals to be like these figs that need to be dried out and are separated from the owner until the process is done. And therefore he views these Midbarius animals, Muktza, just like the, the Grigoris that are not yet Grigoris. Another approach you could say is the Dvar of the Shimikama. Rebbe's not saying he actually poskins like Rib Shimon. He says, listen, according to Rib Shimon's opinion, you could say this, but he himself did not, uh, he himself maybe held like Rabbi Yehuda, that the Islay Muktzah, he holds with the, with, like Rabbi Yehuda, with the parameters of Muktzah, and he says that uh, it's going to be Muktzah, anything that's not specifically set aside for Yontif is going to be Muktzah. Okay, the assumption is like this, but this was an assumption. The question was asked of Rebbe. Um, what's the, uh, uh, what, what's the halacha? of these dates that need to ripen in the date baskets. And he says, he says, well, Rabbi Shimon is going to hold this. Assumption that, why quoting Rabbi Shimon? He's going to hold like him. Says the Gemara, maybe Hitaka did that. Maybe Hitaka is quoting Rabbi Shimon, but he himself does not agree with that. And the last possible uh, way to wiggle out of Rebbe's opinion is, Rebbe was saying according to the opinion of the Rabbana, meaning, I will hold like Rabbi Shimon, a Muktzah. That these midbaryais animals are taka not going to be mukta. But but according to the Rabbana who argue on me and they paskin like Rabbi Yehuda, I do that that there is mukta, I do they should at least admit in a scenario where an animal goes out and grazes um, um, in the spring, Pesach time. And comes back to Marcash one time. 
that should at least, you should agree that that's considered by Yosef. It's not Midbarius. Even if you're going to say that Midbarius animals are Muqtza, Chaj, at least agree with me that this just doesn't fall into that category. We don't agree to that. We hold Taka that if it doesn't come back and sleep within the Tchum of the owner at night and it's gone from Pesach until Mar Cheshvan, that those are not considered by Yosef, those are considered Midbarius, and Hence, they retain their status of being muktzah. Hadron alach mashilin usliklo mesaches beitza. Hadron alach mashilin usliklo mesaches beitza. Hadron alach mashilin usliklo mesaches beitza. We'll return to you bez Hashem parag mashilin. Beautiful mesaches beitza. And bez Hashem tomorrow at let's see, Minchamariv is six ten this week. So shkia uh, vote before six thirty. Bez Hashem tomorrow we will do daf yaimi. Uh, should we do seven thirty daf, seven fifteen or seven thirty? What works better for you? Seven fifteen, seven thirty, seven fifteen would work better for me if it works better for everybody else. Yeah. All right. So Bez Hashem will do daf yemi at seven fifteen this week as we take on a brand new mesechta. Bez Hashem. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody.